It's not a product, it's a technology. It's an education challenge. A regenerative suspension. There will be a growing demand for industrial photovoltaics. Tom Tiger. Innovation in the financing space. The high-speed train is in all our interests. All political lines. Australia is a solar paradise. The market is moving much faster than that. You've got something that's transformational. Solar window in a can. Beyond Zero. Global warming science, solutions and action. Taking it to a do-it-yourself level. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Beyond Zero show. We're coming to you remotely by the studios of 3CR Melbourne, syndicated around Australia on the Community Radio Network and podcast on the internet at 3cr.org.au. Both the BZE Community Show and our show are now also available on iTunes and Stitcher. So please subscribe and rate us to help others find the shows. My name is Kay Wenigal. And today I'm going to be talking about a rather unusual and clever project called Idle Off. Emma Sutcliffe started this free school project that helps students identify and mitigate the risk of transport emissions from idling cars in their schools. Amongst other things, Emma specialises in communication and was a journalist contributing to many sustainability media. Hi Emma, thanks for joining us. Hi, Kay. Thanks for having me. Emma, you and your family live totally off the grid and have a hybrid car. That's very impressive and I'm sure not easy to do. When did you become aware of the climate change issues? Well, we actually went off grid before I became a a climate change activist. I joined the Al Gore Climate Reality Project in 2014 and I was working as a journalist at that point. But actually, we've been off grid since 2012 and it actually was a financial decision, to be honest. We're on some acreage just between Melbourne and Geelong and it was going to cost us, I think it was around $50,000 to connect to the grid or for $52,000, we could go completely off grid for up to 15 years. So, you know, it was a no-brainer. And I I think actually choosing the off-grid option then fed my interest in where does our energy come from? What are we doing to the planet? And there started that journey for me. Um, So it's this September, it's eight years since we've been off-grid and we're in a 38 square house with two teenagers and you know every morning the hairdryer and the microwave and the kettle and everything's on we haven't had to connect up a backup generator just yet and it's a 5.5 kilowatt system uh, with lead acid battery bank and actually it's been a really easy easy journey and I can't imagine ever being connected to grid uh, ever again really. That's very impressive well done so far. Thank you yeah thanks. So Not only are you doing that, but you've now started Idle Off. Can you tell us about Idle Off? Sure. So I've co-founded Idle Off with three other people who are all fantastic activists in their own right uh, from both the health sector and the EV sector. Idle Off kind of had been rattling around in my brain for many years. I've, I've always been the mad parent at school, at school pickup time when I went to pick my children up from school. I was the mad woman that would run around the car park telling all the other parents to turn their engines off because it drove me insane. It was my pet peeve that these people would sit there in their usually diesel SUVs. They would keep their engines running for sometimes up to half an hour while they waited for their children to come out of school. And then their children would walk straight into this 
toxic gas, you know, as they went to put their bags in the boot. So in the end, the parents stopped looking me in the eye and I kind of thought, I need to do more about this. And so I started putting some ideas on paper. I started to look at a website build. And then I happened to come across the work of Claire Walter, who's a PhD candidate. She is an air pollution expert, doing a lot of work into the effects of bushfire smoke, of course, after last uh, last summer. Mm. And I found a soulmate as such in that she she also would <laughs> run around the school car park telling people to turn their engine off. Well, it, it's that terrible under- when you think about it because apparently idling your car for just five minutes each day dumps up to 110 kilograms of carbon dioxide into the air in a year. It's a, it's a crazy amount and it's going directly into your children's lungs. I mean, parents go to school to protect and collect. That's how we phrase it. They, they go to school, they pick up their children and they take them home again. But actually parents don't know or a lot of most people don't know and don't understand that actually having your vehicle running, particularly diesel vehicle running, and your children breathing in that, that fine particulate matter is incredibly damaging to their health. In some very polluted cities, it can actually set a school student back a year in their learning if they've got too much access to outdoor air pollution. Well, let's talk about the potential health effects of fossil fuel exhaust gases on children. What are they actually? So transport emissions, uh, there's a range of illnesses that they are linked to and they tend to affect children, the elderly or people who, pregnant women in particular, and people who, you know, already are unwell. In children, obviously the obvious one is asthma or respiratory illness. So transport emissions can actually make children more unwell. And then across the board, they're also linked to things like uh, heart disease, cancers, diabetes even. So there's a a whole list on on the Idloff website talking about exactly the the knock-on effect of of breathing in uh, vehicle emissions on a regular basis. What really concerns me is that apparently about 4 million children around the world develop asthma every year, and you referred to asthma earlier, as a result of the air pollution from cars and trucks, and that's not just at schools but everywhere, and that, that's the equivalent of 11,000 new cases a day. And the World Health Organization says that most of the new cases occur where pollution levels are already below the standards that the World Health Organization has set. So that means that the toxic air is even more harmful than we originally thought. Yeah, that's right. There's There are a number of experts in the field that estimate that even in cities like Melbourne, where, where I am, outdoor air pollution, which of course transport emissions are a major contributor, can be the equivalent for a child of smoking one and a half cigarettes a day. Yeah. So we're looking at this massive impact on, on our children's health, whether they're next to a busy road or not. It's definitely a, a, obviously a major problem for children. Another study that I read about was, and I think it was in based in England, in London, where they said the toxic air was in the classrooms as well as outside the classrooms. So mm. the, the exhaust gases actually penetrate the classroom and form quite a, a lethal mixture inside the classrooms. 
Mm, I know I know Claire Walter, who's one of the co-founders of Idloff, has been looking into this, but I'm not sure. I think there's some studies happening at the moment, but I don't have any any results on that at the moment. But particularly for schools that are near busy roads, you know, if, if children if you've got the windows open, you know, you're capturing or those those transport exhaust emissions and they're coming into an enclosed space where there might not be great flow through of air. So it makes sense that classrooms would be hotspots for that kind of thing on busy roads. Mm. So how does Idle Off work? What what are you actually achieving with this? Sure. So Idle Off is a, a, a school program uh, we've aimed at at high school students from probably grade six to about year 10. And it poses the question of why have we banned smoking around our children? but idling is okay. And we talk about the issue. What is the issue with your mum or dad coming to school and leaving their engine running while you're coming to put your school bag in the car and and to go home? And it might not just be mum and dad. It's, you know, it's often bus drivers. If If there are buses picking kids up at the end of the school day, often they'll have their engines running. It could be teachers. It could be vehicles that are used on the school grounds by staff. So we talk about the issue of these vehicle emissions and why you need to have reduce them as much as possible around the school grounds. So the Idle Off Project website, is, which is completely free for anyone to use, has four downloadable project sheets and students can, either individually or as a group, download the project sheets and work through each project sheet. It, they might take a few weeks or they might spread it out over the course of a year, depending on how much information they want to gather. It also gives them a couple of free or very low cost experiments they can do to actually identify how much of an issue transport emissions are around their school. So for instance, they can make a an air pollution catcher out of an ice cream container lid. The project sheets walk them through the issue how they can take a deeper look at the issue within their school. And then it walks them through how they can tell their school to idle off. How do they make their school an idle off school? And gives them a little bit of a communications plan and some catchphrases, that kind of thing, to help them talk to their school community. So not just the students that, uh, you know, their, their colleagues and students, but also talk to the parent community as well about what the issue is and how you can help your child by simply turning your engine off. Are you expecting the the children to take this up and then bring it to the teachers in the schools? Yeah, uh, take it to the teachers, but more their parents. I don't know. I don't know about anybody else, but certainly my kids, particularly when they were younger, uh, you know, if they learned something new and interesting at school, they would come home and bug me about it. So I'm hoping that, you know, the the students that do this project and share the knowledge to, to their fellow students, they will then say to their parents, turn your engine off next time they're in a car park. And and we we try to use the fart analogy with, with students. The the transport emissions coming out of the back of your family vehicle, you can't see it. It's like a fart. You can't see it, but you can smell it. You can, it's still there. It doesn't just dissipate into the atmosphere. It's still there. It's still an issue. And by using analogies like that, that are, you know, a tiny bit gross, we're hoping that that will stick in their psyche and their consciousness. And, and they can then pass that message on to members of their family that are driving the vehicles. 
can you go through the four different project sheets that you have? Sure. So the first one takes a look at the issue. We talk about how the, the passenger cars that we drive contribute to almost half of Australia's transport emissions. And we have a number of facts in here. So for instance, uh, transport emissions in Australia have increased nearly 60% since uh, 1990. It talks about why they should be concerned about it. And really, uh, I was going to say interesting, but actually terrifying fact that I learned in the course of building this project is that each year it's estimated that just over 1,700 Australians and almost 400 New Zealanders die prematurely due to exposure to vehicle emissions. Now, those numbers are actually greater than the accident road toll, but just don't get anywhere near as much awareness, I guess. Then project sheet number two asks them to have a look at the problem around their school. So as I mentioned before, they can use an ice cream lid to make some pollution catches to put around their school. They can go out and observe what parents are doing around their school, particularly at school pick-up time, because at school drop-off time, parents tend to drop off and go. Whereas at pick-up time, I regularly see parents sitting there for 20, 30 minutes with their engines idling, waiting for their, for their children to come out. And again, you know, it points out things like 10 minutes of idling your vehicle every day over the course of a year is 110 grams of noxious fumes that are being breathed in, 110 grams of noxious fumes and 60 kilograms of CO2 emissions. And it equals about $35 worth of, of fuel. Then project sheet three talks about finding a solution. So uh, just, just staying on project two for a moment. You, you were talking about they capture the air in a, a plastic container. What, mm. what happens to it then? How do they work out what's going on with the with Sure. The so it's, it's an ice cream lid. Essentially, they punch a hole in one corner and, and put a piece of string around it uh, to make a loop. You smear the, the ice cream lid with Vaseline. You hang it up somewhere from a tree or whatever around your school, and it will actually catch Air, the, the particles of you know it could be dust it could be pollen but um, combusted particulate from vehicle emissions is black so they leave it up for say a week and then have a look at it under the microscope there's a there's a video on youtube that we link out to so they can actually identify what is a vehicle emission what's a particulate emission and takes take some measurements from that potentially put another pollution catcher in another part of the school um, they might do one during school term, they might do one during school holidays and compare the results. And then, of course, actually going out, uh, as I said, at um, school pickup time and, and actually just watching the behaviour and smelling the air and seeing what they can observe and see um, in the behaviour of parents and, and bus drivers uh, at, at school pickup time. That's fantastic. And they'd make them very aware, I would imagine, of their surroundings, much more aware than they would be otherwise. Yeah, and, and hopefully turn them into people like me telling everybody <laughs> to turn their engines off. <laughs> and oh, and, and so, to take, take that lesson home and to tell the parents and then the parents can tell their friends and, and it goes on down the line like that. Exactly. And and we actually we actually give them, an, in Project Sheet 3, we actually give them some of the common statements they'll hear when they go home and say to mum or dad 
you've got to turn your engine off because you know this happens some of the, the the stuff that we've heard from people or I've heard from people over over my time kind of talking about this issue is the old-fashioned myth of if I switch my car on, on off and then on again it's going to use more fuel than if I just leave it going but actually 10 seconds of idling in any modern vehicle wastes more fuel than turning the engine off and on again and things like people think that because their vehicle is brand new it somehow magically doesn't emit you know any transport emissions um, because it is a brand new vehicle they said that I don't know I think some people think they have magic filters or something but essentially there's no safe level for, for this stuff. Um, I wonder so if it's because the, I think especially with diesel they do have filters in them to stop the particulates getting out but those filters don't last very long and they certainly need to be maintained at a regular level and not many organizations do that exactly yeah it's it's always going to be an imperfect solution the big one of course for students or for parents is when when it gets hot I want to sit in the car with the air condition running and on some days of course there's no getting away from that you know we're going to have some stinking hot days where you want to have the air conditioning running and to do that you've got to have your engine idling but there are plenty you know that those days are fairly rare at the moment um, but <laughs> we want at to, the moment. Want to <laughs> at the moment. getting we less rare as we go on. <laughs> oh, well, we wanted to give the students, I guess, solutions around that too, and and help them to find their own solutions. For instance, just a simple ten dollar windscreen reflector can help reduce the temperature in your car. You know, get you windows tinted, for instance, can help reduce the temperature in your car. So. You know, we have a, a range of, I guess, myths and FAQs that the students will um, encounter when they're trying to communicate the idle off message to to the school, and then and, and the to their parents who will come up and, with all these reasons why they do this. Exactly, exactly. And then the last project sheet really talks about messaging. So, a school group that at my son's school actually they were my guinea pigs with this project as I was testing it last year and they came up with the slogan I'd laugh so your kids don't cough so we wanted to give students who'll be doing the project a you know a few kind of catchphrases if you like something that really captures what you want their parents and and bus drivers and whoever what, what exactly what do you want them to do and if we make it nice and clear turn your engine off because otherwise the impact is on your own children, then we, we're going to get a, a much better cut through. You say that you, you trialled it at your son's school or starting with your son. What was the reaction and response from your son? Uh, it was, sorry, it was actually, so my son was in year nine. He's now in year 12. Uh, so back when he was in year nine, uh, I helped the, helped the year nines. They had to do a year-long project and, and then every year I've just gone back and and, and helped out the year nine groups that are doing anything sustainability related, really. And last year's group, the Idle Off uh, website wasn't really up then. It's it's only really, we've only managed to launch it in the last couple of months. So they, when I say test it, I, I showed them some concept ideas. I wanted to see whether or not there was enough substance to the idea that they could actually do it over the course of uh, it was a, a well essentially I say a year it was however long they had time for I'd say probably eight or nine months that they they worked on this bit by bit 
And they wanted to see that it could hold their interest for an extended period and that they that kids were actually interested in finding out about this stuff. And the response from this particular group that I worked with last year was overwhelmingly positive. They were incredibly receptive and they they really helped me formulate some of the branding that you'll see on the on the website. So they were really helpful. The other really good thing I, I learned from working with this group last year was on the website we have some resources some of them are the, some of these resources link out to very dry academic papers on the on the topic and Claire and, and Nathan and Chris and I who are the co-founders of the, the project we undenied for ages about do we actually link this stuff up but the students last year were very keen to read anything and I, I learned that we didn't need to talk down to them. We didn't need to dumb anything down. We gave them as much information, as many resources, links as we could, and they went through and they decided what they could use and what they couldn't. So it was a really valuable exercise last year. That's fantastic because for them to actually see the problem firsthand and with the tests where they're hanging up the, the plastic piece with the Vaseline on it and seeing the particulates that come out of the exhaust fumes and then going on to discover what the real problem is and how it affects them and do the research means that they're very invested in this whole process. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, at that age, they're, they're incredibly passionate about their planet and their environment and they want to share what they've learned and what they, they find out. And they, they come up with some incredibly inventive ways of sharing those messages. So... Now that we've actually launched the Idle Off project, we encourage any students actually following the project to email us and let us know how they actually communicated the message at the end. What did they find out? What did they, how did they tell their school community? You know, so far we've got uh, two or three groups who are working through it, but are, you know, in touch regularly and, and, and incredibly passionate about it, which is, which is fantastic. So we just, we just need to continue to grow those groups of students and get it out to a few more people. How have you found the teachers uh, with these projects? Uh, again, for the, the, the very small uh, numbers that we, we have looking at it at the moment, incredibly supportive. Obviously, the Idle Off website, well, I hope, makes a teacher's job a tiny bit easier in that we hope it has a lot of the information that the students are going to need. Sorry, we don't provide them with information. We provide them with ideas and then they go off and do their own research. So the interaction I've had with teachers, particularly, uh, you know, again, at my son's school with last year's group, they were incredibly positive about the project idea. And so far, they've been very supportive as well, or have they just let the students do whatever it needs to be done? As far as I can see, they let the students feel their way with it and, and make their own way with it um, and just uh, kind of step in if they feel they need to. And we want, that to, we want that to be the case. We don't want students to get stuck at any point. We want them to be able to come back to the website if, you know, if they don't know something and be able to find something that will link them out and send them down another rabbit hole to find out more information. <laughs> And what's the reaction when they, they do get the results? What are the students' reactions and then the teachers' reactions? 
Yeah, so far uh, we've had one group that have done the, the testing in the school and they were pretty grossed out when they looked, <laughs> looked in the, micro, the microscope and could actually see. And, and this particular school is on a reasonably busy road, but a road that is earmarked for duplication, interestingly. So that was the conversation this particular group were having. If this is what it looks like now, when this road is no longer one lane each way and it's two lanes each way what will it look like then so uh, there's been some really interesting conversations with with students around that are you concerned about some of their reactions uh look again it was a conversation the co-founders and i had around striking the right balance between here's a problem and here's what you can do about it because obviously we we considered that element of students are stressed out enough about climate change and Mm. I guess our environment and the way things are going that we wanted the project to give them something tangible to to do about it and to give them a a voice uh, in finding out you know when they found out this information give them a voice to tell people about it as well so yes we we certainly considered that because it was a concern for all four of us that we didn't stress students out even more than they already were about you know various issues but you gave them the power to you gave them the understanding of what's actually happening and the power to do something about it that's that's very critical isn't it it is it is it so often it's it's easy for us to talk about issues but not actually offer any solutions so that's we we wanted to give them as I say a a pathway to us to a solution whether that solution is they tell their own parents to idle off or whether they've told an entire school community to idle off, um, any, anything's going to be better than uh, where they started. Mm, exactly. Mm. Well, that's a wonderful story and I wish we'd have more time to discuss more about it. But unfortunately, we're just about out of time. Is there any particular place you can point to where people can find out more about this? Sure. So it's uh, the website is idleoff, I-D-L-E-O-F-F dot com dot au. And as I say, it's completely free to use and we encourage people to use it. We are also seeking endorsements from anyone who, you know, any organisations um, that might be interested in supporting the project. So for instance, we've got uh, the Lung Foundation on board as uh, they've endorsed the, the project, uh, Doctors for the Environment, Climate Reality Project, Healthy Futures. We're very pleased to have the support, promotional help and support from the Australian Electric Vehicle Association. And uh, I guess their opposite number in New Zealand, which is Better New Zealand Trust. So if there are any health or, you know, uh, transport related organisations that um, would like to know more, then uh, there's an email address on the website that they can get in touch with us through. Mm, That sounds wonderful, the sponsorship you've got so far. Well done, Emma. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We've been speaking to Emma Sutcliffe from Idle Off and EV Up. The Beyond Zero show is brought to you by the Climate Change Solutions think tank, Beyond Zero Emissions, and is recorded in the studios of 3CR Melbourne and syndicated around Australia on the Community Radio Network. Previous episodes of the show are available on iTunes and Stitcher, so please subscribe and help others find the show. If you enjoy the program and can donate to help cover airtime costs and keep us on the air, please go to the VZE website and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening and we look forward to you joining us again next week. 
Beyond Zero Emissions is an internationally recognised climate solutions think tank that is focused on solutions, not problems. Become part of the solution by becoming a monthly base load supporter. Go to www.bze.org.au to find out more. bze.org.au You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.